Hey guys, thank you so much for jumping onto the podcast today. Got a message, part two of our dedicated series called Following Fully. Um, at Youth Alive's uh, conference, there was a message there preached by Pastor Mark Varagis, and man, it hit me so hard, and I thought to myself, man, Young Zeal needs this message, so I took it, and it was inspired from that message. Um, enjoy, we're talking about dedicated following fully. Thanks for listening, guys, praying it that it blesses and challenges you. Someone say dedicated. And uh, we really want to just commit the first part of our year and our decade and our term to dedicated towards Jesus. And so when we come together for the last last week and this week and next week, we're talking about that idea of being dedicated. Okay. Um, Last week was cool. We talked about being dedicated to the house of God dedicated to um, the calling of God and dedicated to stepping into all that he has for us. And that was pretty cool. We talked about being putting um, God's priorities first. And we realized that when we make him our priority, we can step into all the promises he has for us. But it's a brand new week and we got a brand new message. And we're going to turn to the book of uh, Numbers. Speaking of numbers, can I have yours? The book of numbers, chapter 14, verses 24. So good. If you're like, what's happening? We like to get excited around the word of God. We don't think the Bible is just a book. We see it as something that can absolutely change our lives. Our future, we see it as a a window into another realm where God is and we see it not just something, a dead book on a shelf, but actually a living, active part of our lives. It's basically a big, long DM from God to us, a big, long text message from God to us. So we're in the book of Numbers. That's in the old T, uh, chapter 14, verse 24. But it reads this. You ready? Three people in the front are ready. Are we ready? Yeah! Much better. But my servant, Caleb. Now listen, you can insert your name there, okay? Because this is God's heart for you. It's for your name to be here, okay? But my servant, Caleb, because he has a different spirit and has followed me fully, I will bring him into the land in which he went and his descendants shall possess it. In other words... This guy, Caleb, he had gone out and scouted out some land for the nation of Israel. And God said everything that uh, it's like when you go to school and then you just like the first day or so, you sort of just like maybe it's a new school. You just or, or something, you're just scouting it out. You're just creeping around. You're just like not like a creep in the corner, you know, but you're just like creeping around. You're like checking things out and looking at the people, looking at who's the cool kids and who's like the non-so-cool. And you're like checking them all out and you're like figuring it out. That's what Caleb's doing. He's going into this land that God had told his country and his people, you guys are going to have that land. It's going to be filled with awesome things. There's going to be heaps of stuff there. Go there. And anyway, comes back. But this is what God says about Caleb. He says, because Caleb has a different spirit and followed me fully. Because of those things, I'm going to bring him into the place in which I promised his people. Um, but the key element there is he says he followed him fully. The title of tonight's message, part two dedicated, is this following fully. Touch three and a half people and say, following fully. Following fully. Following fully. Following fully. Awesome. Let's pray right now, really quick. Jesus, we thank you that you're in this room right now. 
Lord, I thank you we're not just a gathering of young people around a cool game or a lip sync or an Instagram post, but we're actually gathered here around you, Jesus. And, And we know that you are the only way, that you are the only answer to our problems, and you are the reason we are here, Lord God. I pray and I, I thank you that those um, embarrassing lip sync videos won't go too far on Instagram. They'll get shut down or something like that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So Caleb followed fully. He followed fully. When it comes to us and our faith, God calls us to follow him fully. Like 100 per cent like not occasionally not annually not every now and then not weekly but fully god's called us to follow him fully to be like every day is a day where i follow jesus do you realize when i say the word christian you might think maybe your parents are christian and you think it's kind of like just old school, non-relevant, or maybe you think Christian and you think of something you've seen on TV or Instagram or you know, YouTube or something. But the word Christian literally just means little Christ, Jesus Christ, a little version of Jesus. In other words, being a Christian just means following Jesus, living by Jesus's ways and becoming more like Jesus. And so the only way we can become more like Jesus is if we follow him Fully, if we follow him fully. Now, listen, this is the part though that I don't want to get, I don't want to make it wrong, okay? I don't want you to like misunderstand me. I'm not talking about following flawlessly. I'm not talking about following him perfectly. I'm talking about following him fully. You know, there's no point trying to be perfect, trying to get it right all the time. And when you mess up, make a mistake. You know, that then you just back off again and stop following him. God doesn't want you to follow him flawlessly. He just wants you to follow him fully. God would rather you follow him fully with your flaws than follow him just part time and being perfect. What do I mean by that? I mean this. I mean, he would rather you follow him every single day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, morning, noon, and night. He would rather you follow him all day, every day, and really suck than to follow him only on like a Friday night, but do it perfect. Because we've all had those friends. Hey, you, you see him like on a Friday night, and they're just like, oh man, they're like crying in the worship. <laughs> Jesus. Like, yeah. On a Friday night, they're wearing all the right clothes. You know, they got bless you, brother. Bless you, sister. They're just like fully 100% perfect Christian on a Friday night. And, 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 but on Monday, you see them again. Maybe you see a post or you see them at school or something. You're like, uh, you, you looked a bit different today than you did uh, the other night. And, and, and God would rather you be the same every single day and follow him with your flaws, follow him with your imperfections, follow him with your addictions, anxiety, with your, your hurt and your pain. He would rather you follow him fully full time than perfectly part time. Some of us are stuck in the trap and we think, well, I'm following him perfect part time. Two nights a week, Friday night, if you go to church Sunday morning, I'm following God perfectly, man. I'm like the super Christian out here. But then 
that's just a part-time gig or it's casual, but God would rather you be fully full-time with your flaws. Listen, you can't be half-hearted about your faith anymore. That's not what's going to reach our generation. That's not what's going to create in you a a promise and a destiny that's going to allow you to walk in it. Following him half-heartedly is just going to give you a weird mix of this side and that side and will end up being no side. Listen, God would rather you follow him fully full time. We have to... We have to be all the way in to inherit what God wants you to do. We've got to be all the way in. We've got to be 100% in. God's looking for people who are all in. Caleb, he, he followed him fully. And it was because he followed fully, he was able to step into that awesome promised land. Second Chronicles chapter 16 and verse... And verse... I don't think they want verse 9, Grace. And verse 9... She wants verse 9. 2 Chronicles 16 verse 9 says this. It says that the eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to Him. Did you catch that? The Bible says that God's eyes are searching the entire earth, looking for someone to strengthen. Listen, tonight, God is looking across this room. He's looking across our suburb. He's looking across your school. He's looking across this place, looking to strengthen someone. Like, not like to do something bad, not to send the next lightning strike. He's not looking to send like some plague or something like that. He's looking to prop to strengthen somebody. But the Bible is clearly saying here, he's looking for someone to strengthen whose heart are fully committed. God's looking for fully committed hearts. Remember last week we talked about the fact that strength comes from stretching and we stretch ourselves when we commit ourselves. God's looking to strengthen those who are fully committed. God is looking for those who are wholehearted and fully committed. So what I've got here is three things that you can write down. Three things that will not be in your life when you're fully committed. Three things that will not be in your life when you are fully committed. Now, this message actually came from um, Pastor Mark Varighese at Youth Alive Conference. And I was sitting here listening to it and God was like, to me... Right, And I thought, man, Young Zeal needs to hear this. So this is straight hot off the press. It's still sizzling on the plate. Mm. And uh, this is three things that will not be in your life if you are fully committed. Who wants it? Awesome. The first one is this, conditions. Conditions. If you are fully following Jesus, there will be no conditions on that decision. There will be no decisions. No conditions on based on your following him. There's a story in the Bible where Jesus is walking along and he meets up with this influencer. He's like this rich, young influencer, man. If he was on Instagram, he'd have like a billion followers. He'd have the little blue check mark and everything, man. He was, he, he was like verified influencer, this guy. And he was rich. Like I said, he was young. And, uh, and, and, and Jesus says to him, 
uh, would you follow me? And, and, and he, he, the, he says to Jesus, I, I want to follow you. What do I have to do? And Jesus says some things and he's like, yeah, I've done that. And Jesus says some more things. Yeah, I've done that. And then Jesus says, well, you have to give away everything that you own. I want you to give away everything. Delete your Instagram account. No more followers. Delete all your posts. I want you to give away all your money, all your parrots. I don't know. You know, all your paintings, all your pot plants. Give away everything and come and follow me. And the Bible says that he went away discouraged and he didn't follow Jesus. In other words, he would follow if, someone say if, he didn't lose anything. He would follow if, that's the condition, he didn't lose anything when he decided to follow. Jesus, I'll follow you, but I, but I want to keep my possessions. I want to keep my status. I want to keep my name tag. I want to keep my possessions. Jesus, this is my condition. There's another story very similar, and it's about a, a, another guy. His name is not recorded, but he comes to Jesus and he says, I'll follow you, Jesus. I want to follow you, but let me just go and let me, let me just bury my parents first. Let me just bury my father first. And at first when I was reading this, I was like, is he the father's dead? No, but what, he, what he's actually saying is, just wait until my parents like die, then I can go deal with that, and then I'll come follow you. Just wait until my parents have died. I'll bury them in that season of my life. I'll follow you. What is he saying? He's saying, Jesus, I'll follow you if, someone say if, if. it's in my time. Crazy. If it's in my time. Yeah. We have one man who's saying, I'll follow you if it doesn't cost me anything. That's my condition. Another man saying, I'll follow you if it's in my time. I want to do it when I want to do it. Not when you ask me to do it, that's my condition. If you want me to do it, that's fine, but that's my condition. You have to bow down to that condition. And then Jesus says, the Bible records that Jesus walked away. They didn't follow Jesus. Then I think about the guys that chose to follow Jesus, that put no conditions on their obedience, that put no conditions on their following. And I think about guys like Peter and John and James and Paul and the guys that thousands upon, like, sorry, millions upon millions of people around the world today still talk about yeah. these guys every week. Yeah. 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 And yet the two guys that walked away, what's his name? Rich Young Ruler and the man? Like, they weren't able to step into everything God had for them, man. Yeah. Could you imagine what God could have done with two young dudes, man? Young rich guy, also he could have done something amazing. That's an entrepreneurial spirit. He could have done something amazing with the other guy and they could have been had destiny and we could have been talking about them today. But they chose to follow their conditions and now they have nothing. But these other guys that where, 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 where Jesus says, if you, know, um, if you give up stuff, I'll pay it back to you. And, and if you do this and they said, yeah, I'm leaving my house, I'm leaving my job, I'm leaving my old friend. I'm not holding anything on to follow him fully. And they are the people that stepped into their God destiny. And we're still talking about to this day. Do you want to follow him fully? There should be no prerequisites to our obedience when it comes to Jesus. When it comes to him, there should be no, well, if this, then that. No, there should be zero prerequisites when it comes to obeying and following Jesus fully. And the awesome thing is, is that those conditions, it's okay if you have them, but can I tell you, they disappear in encounter. 
when you have an encounter with Jesus, man, it's like he suddenly becomes real to you. And it's not like on the page, something some bald, half-shaven guy up the front is saying, talking about, and actually becomes a real personal relationship in your life, man. And you encounter him. I'm not talking about a light or a smoke machine or some cool stuff. I'm talking about like in your bedroom by yourself, you open the Bible and God starts speaking to you, man. That becomes, that encounter will trump all conditions because you realize I will do anything to be with Jesus. I have no conditions. I will sell it all because it's worthless without him. That's the first thing, conditions. The second thing is this. This is a biggie. Just pre-warning you. Turn to someone and say, this is a big one. Don't make eye contact with me because it's probably about me. No, I'm just kidding. The second thing is this, compartments. We won't have compartments when we're following Jesus. What do I mean by compartments? Compartments are used to keep things apart. Sorry for speaking. Who loves Tupperware up in here? Any Tupperware people? Oh, up the back row. Oh, some boys. Respect that. I respect yeah. that. Amen. <laughs> Amen, brother. Some Tupperware friend. Who, like the Tupperware man, you got a nice collection, you pull some food out, and you're like, oh, I'm going to get my Tupperware on. Oh, mm. What am I going to use? And you got the ones, and the best sort of ones are the ones that sort of keep the food separate. You know, you don't want that soggy rice getting on that chicken. You know, you don't want to get that bread or that tomato, that salad, mixing with that other thing. You want to keep that thing separate. And, and that's a good thing. But when it comes to our life following Jesus, we cannot have compartments if we're going to follow him fully. What am I talking about? I'm talking about we have like a youth life. We have like a church life. We've got a school life. We've got a private life. We've got an Instagram life. We've got a home life. We've got a, you know, a, a, a work or a uni life. We've got a sports team life. If you do sport, you've got all these different compartments in our lives. And, and, and you know that you've got compartments if this compartment looks extremely different to this compartment. Not if the compartment looks different, sorry, if you look different in the compartment. If we were to pluck you out of this environment right here, your youth life, with one of those cool creepy arm things, imagine it coming through, pick you up, and travels through space and time to Wednesday night, and drops you at home, would we find the same person? Would we find the person with the same, and, and don't get me wrong, I understand you have to act certain ways around different people. That's not what I'm talking about. But I mean, it, it's the core of who you are the same, the same language that you use, the same jokes that you laugh at, the same things you'll show your friend on your phone. Uh, is that the same in every single compartment? Or are you one person over here and then you come over here and you're like a totally different person? We can't have compartments if we're going to follow God fully because we can't just give God one little compartment of our life and say we're following Him fully when there's one little compartment that we've given to Him. We can't say we're following God fully when our Friday nights, our home life, you know, our school life, 50 50, it's half following. But then, like, this other compartment isn't following God. We, that's not following God fully. And therefore, we can't step into what He has for us. But God's calling for a generation of brave, because it will take bravery, of brave people, young people, to break open the compartments, to smash down those walls and say, Jesus, flood it all. 
home, at school, at work, at in on my social media, on my Instagram, hello, even my private account. That's right. Every single uh, compartment of my life following Jesus fully. I wonder what God could do, what he would do in your life if it was completely available. Here's what happens when it comes to God, though. We, we, we come and we say, God, here's my pain. I want you to take it away. And he takes it away. God, here's my anxiety. And he takes it away. We say, God, here's my brokenness. And he takes it away. Here's my debt. Take it away. Here's my insecurity. God, take it away. But then God says, can I have your time? And you don't want to give it to him because he might take it away. We don't say, God, here's my time, here's my money, here's my, here's my everything, here's my friends, here's my relationships, here's my Spotify playlist, here's everything in case he takes it away. That's not following God fully. We need to be, come on, young people, we need to follow him fully. The rich young ruler we talked about, our influencer, he was happy to give God everything except his money compartment. Except for the things that made him who he was. I'm the rich young ruler, brah. Without my richness or my ruling, I'm a nobody. And he didn't want to give God who he was. But then I think about Abraham. If you don't know Abraham, it was another old dude and him and his wife, long story short, they were wanting to have a baby. She couldn't have a baby. A long time later, God promised him a baby, gave him a baby. He was their one and only son. And, and then God asked him, look, here's your promise. Here's everything you've had. This is the son you love so much. You know, when you wanted a cat for such a long time and your parents give you a cat, you love that cat so much. It's sort of the same. Not really, because it's a human, not a cat. And uh, the cat, and I mean, the son, he comes. And then... Uh, and God says, I want you to take your son. You love him so much. I want you to take him up the mountain and I want you to sacrifice him. I know, rough. And he takes him up the mountain and he doesn't say, well, God, no, this is my son. This is my compart- this is the, the This is part of my life. I'm not giving that to you. That's crazy. You gave it to me for goodness sake. But Abraham steps out in faith, following God fully. And he takes his son up the mountain, ties him up. And he's standing there with a knife, ready to sacrifice his son. Things just got MA rated. But then at the last second, God says, stop. I don't want you to put the knife through your son. I want you to put the knife through your compartments. And I want you to break down the walls. Don't hurt the kid. Yeah, there's a goat over here. Sacrifice that thing. Take care. You know, I just wanted to see. But God didn't want to just put the knife through the kid's son. He wanted to put the knife through Abraham's compartments. He wanted to see, would you give me everything, even the thing you love most? What is that thing for you? Probably not a son. I hope not. If it is, probably we can talk. But um, what is the thing you love most? Would you be willing to give that to God if he asked for it? Would you open it all up to Jesus? Here's the thing. We all have like sin. We all have struggles and addictions like in our lives. And this is what we do as humans. We would rather keep that locked away. Find a nice little dark quiet spot in our heart lock the door and only go there when we're messing up but God wants even that part he wants to take the sin and the struggle the he wants to take that compartment that nobody even knows about not your best friend 
not your mum or your dad. No, not even your journal knows about this thing. God wants in. Remember, we don't have to be flawless. He's not looking for like, bust. he's not coming in like a SWAT, you know, coming in, busting down doors. Who's in here? What addiction you're hiding in this? No, he's not coming in with aggressiveness. He's coming in with love. He wants to come in and, and clean up, man. He wants to dust the cobwebs, turn the lights on, be like, let's deal with this. Let's do some redecorating in here. He wants to open it and heal it in Jesus' name. Listen, this doesn't mean you don't have a life outside of church. It just means you don't have a life outside of God. I'm not saying you can't. You have to be in church seven days a week, 24 hours a day, just like sitting in the chair. It doesn't mean you have to like every Instagram post of a cool quote of some Christian pastor you saw out there. I'm not saying your whole life has to be about church, but your whole life must be about God following fully. And the final thing is this. Number three, complacency. If you're going to follow God fully, there won't be complacency in your life. Complacency is a passion issue. It's a passion issue. It's about following God only when it's convenient. Following God only when you like it. Following God only when it's in. It's a complacency issue and a passion issue. I think about Peter and the day Jesus was arrested. He'd just been arrested that night and the soldiers are taking him away over there. And Peter, the Bible says Peter is following. So he's following Jesus. But the Bible says he's following at a distance. Jesus over there being taken away. But the thing about following Jesus at a distance is that it's hard to hear his voice when you're far away. The further you get away from Jesus, the harder it is to hear his voice. The more distance you put between God and between yourself and between God, the harder it is to hear his voice. Until eventually Peter is so far away. He's following, he can still see Jesus. Jesus there, I'm following, but I'm at a distance. But the further he gets away, the more difficult it is to hear his voice. The scary thing is that the very next verse, the Bible says that Peter denies Jesus. I don't want to just follow him when it's easy. Because Peter was right there, man, when Jesus was giving out all the free food. Jesus, now Peter was right there when he was walking on the water and be like, this is, this is amazing, man. Jesus is here. I'm following him. I'm walking on the water. He was right there. He was there when he saw the blind man get his eyes open. Peter was there when he heard the, 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 the deaf man begin to hear again. Peter was there when the lame man got up and started walking for the very first time. Peter was there. But the moment someone got arrested, the moment there was some uh, uh, tension there, the moment, the moment there was chaos, the moment it was, began to be inconvenient for him to follow, he began to back away and he ended up denying 
Jesus. Come on, young Zeal. We're called not to follow from a distance, but to be right up next to him, to be with him through the big and the small, when it's good, when it's bad, when it's popular and when it's not popular, when everyone else is sitting down and you're still standing up. God says, I want to strengthen that person. I want to feel my spirit in that person. Come on, let's not conceal our zeal. Let's reveal our zeal. Let's not hide it any longer, but let's stand up and shout about it. Complacency. Another quick example about this. I need, I need, um, who's got a, who, a girl here? Um, a girl who's got a dad who's like a bit scary. You got a scary dad? Come on, Allah. Um, can I get a stand up here? Um, let's, I need a girl. Ah, oh, sorry, a boy, another boy. Let's go, um, uh, Liam. Liam, come up here. Sorry, this is gonna be awkward for you guys, sorry. Liam, come up here. We're talking about complacency, right? What's complacency? Complacency is, um, stand up here, man. Complacency is like, uh, yeah, well, yeah, okay, we can do that. Yeah. Okay, so imagine, Isla, what's your dad's name? Gary. Gary, that is a scary name. <laughs> oh, is your mom's name Karen? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right, so Liam, okay, St. Liam um, likes Isla. He doesn't? Do you? Okay, you don't. <laughs> I, um, Liam likes um, Isla, and then um, he decides it's a few years' time, you know, you've graduated high school, you've got a job, and uh, you're, you know, you've got a license, all of that, and you're like, I'm gonna, I want to marry that girl. I want to marry her. And uh, you talk to your brother about it, and he's like, you know, and uh, you talk to your mum about it, you always talk to your mum. She's like, yeah, she's a nice girl, cool. Um, and then, okay, you're a gentleman. Liam, what, what does every gentleman do before he wants to ask a girl to marry him? What would a gentleman do? Ask your father. Whose father? Uh, the, um, <laughs> the, the person you want to marry. Yeah, 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 that's good. You ask the dad, right? And so imagine I'm the dad. It's getting weird on <laughs> Imagine I'm the dad. Do I look scary? Am I like Gary? Yeah, okay. I've got a bald head. That's intimidating. No, okay. Imagine he comes. Actually, no, I need another dad. Someone who's like the scariest looking dude here. The scariest looking dude. Toby, get up. Tarzan. You're the dad. You're Gary, okay? You're Gary tonight. I want you to look tough, bro. I want you Tarzan it up. Okay, stand here. Imagine, imagine this, okay? <laughs> Alright, don't distract them. Okay. Imagine Liam working up his courage. Oh, I'm gonna go ask Gary. I'm gonna go talk to Gary. Gary, I can take Gary. Imagine Liam comes up and I'll talk for you. And he says to Gary, Gary, I wanna marry your daughter Isla. Um, and then imagine Gary says, imagine Gary says, okay, um, what do you think about my daughter? Why do you love her? Why do you love my daughter? Why do you want to marry her? Now imagine if Liam, I don't suggest this considering, you know, like, um, <laughs> imagine if Liam's like, oh, she's all right. Yeah, she's not too bad, you know. Pretty, I guess, kind of pretty, so that'd be, you know, like a pretty girl. 
she's alright. She's pretty. Yeah, you know, um, I think she'd be a good wife. You know, be you know, it'd be alright. And um, you know, if if you're not cool with it, that's fine. You know, plenty of fish in the sea. You know what it's like, Harry. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, so yeah, it'd be alright, I guess. Imagine even complacent. You know what I'd be like? Run. Imagine how Gary is going to feel about this bloke coming to him and being complacent about his daughter, about the one that he loves the most, the one that he would die for, that he would die for. Imagine if this guy comes along and be like, oh, yeah, you know, I might see her every now and then, you know, get some food from her and get some sandwiches, maybe have a few kids one day, you know, it'll be all right. Imagine his, come on, give it up for these guys. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Can you imagine how angry Gary is going to be when this guy comes up and just is complacent about the thing that he loves the most, the thing that he would die for the most. Listen, the Bible talks about the house of God, the church, as God's bride, as, as the thing that he loves the most. In fact, it's the thing that he died for. Yet some of us, sometimes, every now and then, some of us more than others, will come to the house of God complacent. Oh, it's all right, I guess. Oh, they're doing only way again. Oh, crew time. Yeah, all right. Let's go to cruise. I hope they have lollies today. Oh, yeah, right now I'll go to I'll go to youth. Church. Oh, not church. Are you kidding me? Not church. Imagine how God would feel when we are complacent towards the thing that He loves the most, the thing that He died to create and set up. Complacency cannot live in the person who is fully following Jesus because Jesus is the body. He is the head of this house. He is the one who who, who is setting this thing up. He is the one who decided it's through coming together as the church. We're going to spread this message throughout the world. It is following him fully, fully is the key. Following him fully cannot have complacency in it. We're called to follow fully. Well, that was dedicated part two. I really hope that message inspired you, challenged you to give everything to Jesus and to follow him fully. Thank you so much for listening, supporting the podcast. Man, have an awesome week.